Good evening, everyone. It's Kyle Cruz, and you're listening to the KC at the Movies podcast for Tuesday, the 1st of May, 2018. I'm back. Um, I'm back after weeks of being off on a uh, unannounced hiatus. I never really said I was going to be gone for a while, but I was. And that was just because of shoots, including my own film as well. And uh, I wanted to kind of celebrate being back with creating two podcasts this week, um, having one, having this dedicated half a podcast to be about something I just saw last night, and Thursday's podcast is going to be a lot of catch-up and what's been going on and the movies I've been seeing. However, tonight's podcast is dedicated entirely to a film, a little indie film I watched last night called Avengers Infinity War, um, which is the 19th film in this MCU, I'm pretty sure. I mean, the ninth, is it the ninth, the 19th, I'm pretty sure, in uh, the MCU. It's been 10 years since Iron Man and Infinity War is here. I remember the trailer watching it last year and just, first of all, I remember seeing the announcement and saying like, oh my God, they're, actually, they're making it. They're actually making it. Then the Russo brothers announced they're splitting it into two parts. And then we see the trailer and I'm like, holy shit, it's actually coming. And then bang, just like that, around the corner, Avengers Infinity War is out. Um, I didn't get to see it opening night. I really wanted to see it opening night or at least the next day. But um, I was on a shoot at, at that time. So... I didn't get to see it. Everybody, everybody saw it opening night. Everybody. Um, all of my f- mates have seen it, and I had never really got a chance to to, to really go see it. I didn't get a chance to see it till Sunday, and then those um, seats were sold out because the the theater I wanted to go to, I wanted to watch it on Dolby Atmos, big screen, bigger screen I could. Um, and the last time I watched a big film on Dolby Atmos was Blade Runner 2049, which was deservedly so to be seen on the Dolby Atmos screen. And to hear this film had been film of IMAX cameras, I wanted to see it on a, on a big screen as well, and not just my regular cinema that I go to and pay some a decent price for. Um, I actually ended up paying quite a lot, <laughs> to uh, cons- for me anyway, as, as a um, unemployed film student. Uh, that was too, took a bit of a chunk out of my budget, um, but it was worth it because this film was so good. Uh, it was this blockbuster, brain, brainless, I guess, mind numbingly. It's not even, but I, I don't want to call this movie a movie to turn off your brain because there's a lot of character members in this movie that are just, just so well done. And I don't know how, like, the Russo brothers pulled this off. Like, this is an incredible feat to have all these characters in this movie and bring them in together, balance screen time, and, and uh, I guess, follow plots, even subplots that are necessary to the actual plot of the film with uh, Thanos. But they did it. The Russo brothers did it, I have, and I have to really commend them on, on on such on this effort. This is a feat. This is an this is a feat to have every just about every person in the MCU roster in one film, one movie, one two hour, and I believe it was two and a half just two and a half hours. And by the way, it doesn't even feel like two and a half hours anyway. It feels like the the pacing is. So, because there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of things going on. And there's a lot of things to unpack about this film. Um, so many things are happening at once. And it's it's kind of hard to process, like, to watch one thing and, and think about it. And then because you, have to, you don't have time to think about that because another thing's happening on screen. That, like, this could be, like, two more MCU heroes that are meeting for the first time. And it's awesome. And those and those moments are really uh, special because you have these heroes that you've seen from these movies before, they're meeting for the first time, and there's a lot of these first time meetings. Um, I wouldn't say there's too many, but there's there's quite a few. So yeah, I, I just have to reiterate again that the Russo brothers have done here is incredible um, in terms of um, in terms of filmmaking and in terms of just wish fulfillment for Marvel fans. 
everyone's here and everybody at least gets um, some um, some attention given to. So before I really dive into everything um, about this movie, I want to just announce that this is going to be full spoilers um, because it's really impossible to in, in, um, to kind of review or give thoughts on this film without giving too much story points away and plot points and character moments away because it's it's just it's so hard to talk about without noticing those um, mentioning those things. So, what I wanted to do was dedicate this whole podcast talking full spoiler talk about Avengers Infinity War and just wanted to tell you guys my favorite moments, um, character team-ups even, um, my favorite scenes, some things I want to also at the end um, discuss the ending and trying to find out why, I, I guess, understand the ending really, and also go over some theories about the second part of Infinity War that I think would be interesting to go over. <clears throat> so I want to reiterate again, this is going to be full spoilers. If you haven't seen Infinity War yet and you're listening to this, um, just go out and see it. Um, if you're not a Marvel fan, I don't know why you're listening to this anyway because this is about Avengers, so I don't know why you're listening. Um, this podcast is really specifically for people who love Marvel and, and have watched these movies for 10 years and f- get to witness this event that is finally here so um, yeah there's your warning let's get into it so it's directed by the Russo brothers um, who made Captain America they directed Captain America and the Winter Soldier they, then they went to do Civil War and then I guess Kevin Feige kind of saw them and was like let's have these guys handle everyone <laughs> so they went on to make um, and now they're making Infinity War. Uh, there's a part two as well that's unannounced. There's no title for that yet. But I'm also going to be talking about p- possible titles for part two as well at the end of this. And trying to get, you know, trying to really dissect a lot of things, really. Um, so before I really get into this movie and why I love it so much and, 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 uh, guess kind of explain like why and, what moments I like the best. I just want to get a few things I didn't like out of the way because this movie's not perfect. Um, it's got some issues. Um, it's got some issues with me anyway. Um, so I, I, I don't think it's a perfect movie. It's 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 not my favorite Marvel movie. My my, my favorite Marvel movie is probably still Thor Ragnarok. Um, it's it, yeah, it didn't really top it because Thor Ragnarok just has that. I guess that has that place has that place in my Marvel heart. <laughs> so um, yeah a few things I didn't like get out of the way there's a lot of there's a few decisions that characters make that it just didn't make any sense to me really um, but it's, it was also frustrating because I was fighting with those like this is what characters do this is what this is what they they need flaws they need to be written and this is how well written characters like I guess well written characters get are I'd say the most liked and the characters who have the most flaws are more interesting to watch. Um, so there's a few decisions I didn't like because we're going for spoilers here. I didn't like Star Lord's bit um, where he starts punching Thanos in the face. Um, he could have just I really like he did the same thing with um, Ego in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. He could have just waited, I guess. He could have waited. They nearly had the Infinity Gauntlet off. They nearly had it. And I get that's a moment to be like, oh, this is, you know, oh, we need a moment to, uh, I, guess, I guess a bit of a cliffhanger, like, oh, shit, they're about to get the Infinity Gauntlet off, and then that, bang, Thanos is back in, and then he did, um, stops them all again. So I didn't like when, I don't know, I just didn't, I didn't really like it. <laughs> when uh, he gets angry, he really has some anger issues that he needs to work out. Um... He really does have some anger issues that he needs to work out. Um, his love for Gamora really got in the way for that. Um, I guess he's been through a lot since his, you know, his mother's been killed by his father. His father wanted to kill everyone on Earth, like everyone, and pretty much absorb them. And then he kills his own father. 
and then he learns that his love is dead and then he has to come face to face with the person who killed his love who is also her stepfather so technically I don't know stepfather you can't really say stepfather because he kind of adopted her kind of just took her out of he kind of just picked her up out of the street because when he was destroying her home planet I forget what her home planet was called but when he was destroying and killing all of her people um, and then he just picks her up and then he gives her that balancing knife um, yeah I, re- I don't really call that being a father <laughs> but um, sure he does have lover which I really en- um, really enjoyed and I'll get into Thanos in a, in a minute um, I'll get he's he's down the line I'll get there um, so I didn't like that uh, what else didn't I like Captain America as well didn't get much things to do which I didn't enjoy either um, I liked his entrance, his his uh, little shadowy entrance behind the moving train. That was really cool. And then you see him with the beard and everything. And I, it, I know I saw it in the trailer, but it was still pretty fucking cool when I watched it in the theater and I clapped. There's going to be a lot of fangirl moments throughout this podcast of me just, um, just being fucking super excited when certain moments were happening on screen. So be warned. Um, so yeah, he was, his, his scene was awesome when he was first introduced and he, and he has a really great quote when he's talking to Thunderbolt Ross. Um, what did he say? He was like, he said something to me about I'm way, I'm way past asking for permission and I thought that was really cool and I was like, well, the shit's on, like, this is happening. And then he just step, pretty much steps out of the way and like, all right, war criminals can defend the earth now. <laughs> Um, yeah. There's also going to be a lot of... Just want to uh, warn again that there's going to be a lot of... Probably a lot of blank spaces and empty thoughts, I guess, because I've only seen this movie once. I literally only saw it last night. I have a plan to see it again. I don't know when, though, because I'm busy for the next two weeks, I think. And I don't know if I'm going to have enough money again to watch it again. <clears throat> but if I do see it again, I'm probably going to see it at um, one of the cheap cinemas that I go to. Because uh, watching it again um, and spending that much money again, I just don't see myself doing that um, for a very long time, really. Uh, maybe a few more months. But a very, it's very um, rare experiences that I go to um, events and watch it on Dolby Atmos because the last time I did that was October. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I've only seen it once. So, I, the, the, I'm trying to unpack it as best as I can, but I'm also trying to remember things as well and... Um, yeah, so if you if you kind of like thinking like oh he doesn't really know anything, I've only said it once, but I'm I'm doing my best to try and unpack it all and dissect all the things that I'm really I guess thinking about on top of my head. <clears throat> so yeah, that I didn't like I didn't like he didn't have much to do. He just he just he went to Wakanda and then they had that fight and there was just not much at all. Again, he lost Bucky, yes, but. He just didn't really have much to do. Say to Black Panther, Black Panther, um, T'Challa didn't have much to do either. He just welcomed him in Wakanda. And there's a fight. I get that you're running out of time because, you know, you, you have to... This is a full... This is a movie, a big... A, there's, there's a start, a big a middle and an end. And um, it doesn't feel like... It really doesn't feel like... Um, part two is like... You need to watch part two. I feel like you can watch this on its own and just watch it on its own um, and not really have to I guess we're all eagerly awaiting for part 2 next year which is pretty much this time next year but um, it, it, didn't, it didn't really feel like that it didn't feel like um, that there, was, there wasn't there was that um, oh to be continued um, because I don't know I, I just thought this movie had it had a beginning a middle and end I mean Thanos wins pretty much and that's it, like, and, you know, we'll, again, I'll get to him in a minute, um, but yeah, what else did I like, um, it's, it, it's, it's, sometimes it's really hard to try and think of, try and think of things I didn't like, there's only a few, I really only had, like, two or three issues, and that was it, and then the rest of it I just had a fucking blast with, um, I guess just I also guess just like it's very hard to balance screen time between all these characters but I guess that some characters had more screen time than others 
Peter Quill was pretty much, I don't know, I, I, Star-Lord I think is my favorite, or at least one of my favorite Marvel heroes. And he was just, in this movie, I just didn't, wasn't on board with him that much. I was like half and half with him really, Peter Quill. Um, so yeah, when you, when you were giving people some screen time, I feel like Wakanda wasn't given that much screen time, even though we just saw that in Black Panther. And I know we didn't really need that much Wakanda because we just got a fucking overload of that with Black Panther. Um, I feel like there wasn't really enough going on. It's pretty much just the battle. Like, there's no... There's a talk to get Vision's Mind Stone out of his head, and Shuri works on that. And then... Um, you have the Wakanda battle with the uh, alien dogs, whatever the fuck they are. I'm going to say alien dogs, where you have um, Proximate Midnight show up, and the... I don't know what the axe dude is called, but I only know... Out of the Dark Order, I only know Proximate Midnight and Ebony Moore, and that's it. Because I never really learnt the other one's names. Uh, I guess they were in the credits, but I didn't really pay attention to them. I also knew that Proximate Midnight was been voiced by that... Oh, that that um, woman who plays... Well, she plays... Margot in Gone Girl, and she plays uh, that female police detective in uh, Fargo. What's her name again? What is that goddamn name? Just gonna quickly look this up because she, I love her. She's fantastic. I loved her in season three of Fargo. I loved her in Gone Girl, and she's great here as Proxima Midnight. Even though she only has a, a some things to say, Carrie Coon, Carrie Coon, she's great. Um, yeah, really like her. She was the voice of um, Proxima Midnight. Um. Again, Black Widow didn't have much to do. She doesn't really... She really just shows up and fights. That's it. I really want... I really want a solo movie with her because I really want to know about her past with especially with Clint Barton and what happened. And I think I said this in another um, podcast of um, me saying uh, what happened in Budapest because they always mention it. I think they mention it in Avengers and they mention it in Age of Ultron and they mention it in Civil War, I think, as well. But what happened? And I want to know. And I want to see her past of her being in the Russia and on a Russian spy and everything. And I don't know. I, I kind of want to see a backstory there because right now she's really just like a. I mean, she kicks a lot of ass, but she's really just a throwaway character. I think out of the females, Scarlet Witch gets the most screen time, really, and the most development. Um, Scarlet Witch and Gamora. So yeah, I know. There's another issue I can't really think of at the moment, so let's just get into everything I liked about it. Uh, this film is a dozen. This, this film was two hours and I'd say thirty. Is it thirty? Yeah, I'm just gonna say two and a half hours, nearly three hours, and it doesn't feel like it at all. It just goes by like that, and then you're like, oh shit! You're just left in the end. You're just like, oh fuck! Like we have like pretty much half of the Avengers are killed, and um, I was not expecting so many permanent deaths either. Um, I'm going to start the opening scene. The opening scene's fucking awesome. Um, I love in the opening scene how we get... In the opening five minutes, we have Hulk fighting Thanos and then fucking off because he's too scared of him. And then we have Loki and Heimdall being killed by the Black Order and Thanos. Black Order, Dark Order, I don't know. I think it's the Dark Order. I think it's the Dark Order. But Thanos appears like straight away. Like, I thought he was going to take like a bit to come in. Um, it was the Black Order. I thought it was going to take a bit to come in, but he is in this film as soon as it opens. Like, you've got the stepping over bodies and stuff, and then they... Um, they pick... They have. I think they have Loki, I think. The Asgardians are dead, by the way. Uh, which kind of puts that last sentence in Thor Ragnarok kind of <laughs> kind of fucks that up really when he says uh, Asgardian is not the place it's the people well all the people are fucking dead now so um, I can't <laughs> that kind of just puts that whole quote you know up- uplifting quote down the drain because they're all fucking dead um, and as we saw in the post credit scene of Ragnarok 
um, Thanos' ship was right on there, and it was it was here. He was gonna fuck everyone up, and that's what happens. Everyone fucking dies. Asgardians are dead. He's got Loki. Loki says to um, I love Loki's line against Thanos when he says we have a Hulk, which is um, mirroring Tony Stark's line in the Avengers when he says, "Well, we we have a Hulk," and then Hulk bat beats Loki up. And then Thanos beats Hulk up in the exact same way that um, Hulk beat Loki up in the Avengers 1. That was really cool. Um, and then, uh, so Thor, he brings in Thor, and then he's, he could have killed Thor, but um, I know that he doesn't want to just kill people out of, um, just out of the field. He has his principles, and he has his um, goal, I think. So right off the bat, Thanos is here. Um, he's, there's no time wasting. There's no build up scenes. There's been build up scenes throughout these movies, and that is what what we've been waiting for. And he just he's here in the first. He's in the first minutes, and uh, the first seconds really. So that's I really really loved how they how they just started with a bang, and then you, and then you're flung into the fight. First of all, Heimdall's killed, um, impaled, and then Loki has his neck snapped. So we've got two people killed off straight away, and I only thought they're going to kill at least one or two people, and I was not expecting fucking four people being permanently killed in the Marvel um, MCU. So that's pretty gutsy on um, Russo Rivers' part, and uh, yeah, that's brave of them, I guess. And then we're flung into the New York fight with um, uh, with... Doctor Strange and Tony Stark where they're fighting all the Black Order you have Ebony Moore showing up um, he's just he looks like he's a force to be reckoned with fucking moving shit with his mind and everything he's a lot of tel- telepathy um, and he's like the way he was like breaking objects down and then throwing their I guess their most dangerous points that was that was really cool and then you got Doctor Strange just fucking there's so much hand movement <laughs> Involved with his powers, and uh, he really, um, I don't know, he, I really liked him in this movie. I liked him in this movie more than his own solo film because he had some dope shit going on. Um, and you know, don't take that term lightly. I don't throw around dope shit too much, but <laughs> there's some uh, <laughs> there's some dope shit going on with uh, Doctor Strange. Um. And then you've got um, Peter Parker. You see his spider sense for the first time, which I thought was missing from Homecoming was his spider sense. And then it shows up here. I don't know where it was in Homecoming, but sure, um, we have it. We have it. I'm happy. We have it. Stan Lee's the bus driver. So there's his little cameo. Um, He flings into action. He has his normal suit to go into space um, on the flying space donut, as Tony Stark calls it. And... um, uh, he can't, I think the reading solution is a certain altitude and then he can't breathe anymore, so he, he dies. Um, he doesn't die, sorry, he falls off. And, um, Iron Man's new AI, Friday, not Jar- no longer Jarvis, Friday, is, um, pretty much con- connects, connects itself to Peter and creates the Iron Spider suit. And then it's really cool how the Iron Spider suit is pretty much is a space suit it allows Peter to breathe in space and allows him to really traverse through so much spatial terrain so that was really cool the Iron Spider can do that and it's got the iron it's got the spider legs as well fucking awesome loved it um I love the, the, the I love that this film balanced a lot of um didn't really balance uh it had it retained its comedy it didn't go full DC and go dark as shit or dark and moody and sad and everything. It retained its comedy. It is still a Marvel film because it, it's, it's got that Marvel comedy um, as we all, we've all come to expect, really. I thought this film was going to be really dark and I didn't think there was going to be too much comedy in it, but there's a nice balance of... Well, there you go, balance. Of comedy and um, seriousness and, and darkness. More than Thor Ragnarok. Uh, Thor Ragnarok and Guardians have that comedic feel to it. This is a lot of comedy in it, as much as most Avengers film does have. But it's got it's easily the darkest because there's so much things that happen in it and all the deaths are throughout. 
that I threw out. Um, so yeah, Spider-Man was in this movie was really fucking cool. Love the Iron Spider suit. Um, but I've got to talk about my favorite team up of the whole movie is Thor and Rocket Raccoon. Uh, when he lands on the spaceship and they have those jokes about the, um, it's like an angel had sex with a, a pirate, I think it was, and um, created that. And then like Gamora's feeling his muscles and then Peter says something about getting a Bowflex. I thought that was funny. And then uh, you have <laughs> Thor calling them morons and then they leave in the escape pod. And then you've got like Thor and Rocket Raccoon having a little space adventure with uh, Teenage Groot. And uh, Teenage Groove's playing this game pretty much throughout the whole film until he's really called Task, which is one of my favorite moments in the MCU. Which is probably now one of my favorite moments in the MCU. It is one of my definite top three moments in Infinity War is when um, Thor and Rocket go to... Ah, oh, forget what the fuck the place is called. It's got a weird name. Anyway, where the Celestial Star is, um, Peter Dinklage comes out of fucking nowhere. Didn't even know he was in this. Um, as... Uh, Dimitri, I think his name is. Dimitri or Dimitri? I think it's Dimitri with a T. Um, he is a dwarf giant kind of thing. He's a dwarf, but he's a, like a, he's a giant. And I thought it was really cool. And like thinking of him as Tyrion in Game of Thrones and the same as a giant here, I don't know. It was a nice juxtaposition. And then he he has to create a new weapon that would kill Thanos because he doesn't have Mjolnir anymore. So he goes to this place um, where the weapons were created. Um, I think it was the pieces of a dying star. I think he mentioned. Um, and this, and Dimitri uh, also created the Infinity Gauntlet. So when Thanos came by and got the Infinity Gauntlet, he created the Infinity Gauntlet for Thanos. But Thanos killed. He still killed everybody, um, and tried the and but left Dimitri alive. Um, but he still killed everyone. So, yeah. That just shows they have a bunch of a fucking madman he is, but, you know, we'll get to him in a minute. So then Thor creates what I love, this weapon, Stormbreaker, which is this fucking axe, and he, um, he just... It's just so awesome. <laughs> this is one of those fangirl moments. I was just like, oh my god. And then they're trying to find a handle, and then and then uh, Teenage Groot pretty much comes over, chops off his arm, holds onto it, and then chops off one of his branches, and then um, his branch is now the handle for Stormbreaker. I thought it was really fucking cool. Um, and then when he finally has Stormbreaker, he just he doesn't need Mjolnir. He, like I feel like he was kind of brought down by Mjolnir, really. Like he he, he relied on Mjolnir for certain things um, to get around, and I, I think he became like this boring. Why well, why he became so boring because he was never defeated because he's such a, he's a god, so he's he's he can never be defeated but when his eye was taken out in Ragnarok this is why I love Ragnarok so much it made me love Thor <laughs> and I've never really thought of him to be in my even top 5 but now he's really in my top 5 because Thor is such a fucking badass in this movie uh, first of all Stormbreaker and then just seeing him with you harnessing his god of um, thunder powers and just having all those electric bolts around him and when he's on Wakanda you see the axe fucking fly out and he's got like the electric bolts around him and um, you can really see him as the God of Thunder there and I thought it was really fucking awesome and that is why Ragnarok when they he's not the God of Hammers that quote he's not you're not the God of Hammers or I think it's like I think Odin says like are you the God of Hammers or something like that anyway something close to that and then that's when you're like, oh, he's got a thunder. And then you see that thing harnessed in the fucking... Anyway, I'm just gushing about um, Thor right in the rock again. So um, his scenes were just... Every single scene he was in, he gets a lot of screen time too, Thor. And I thought it was really fucking cool. Um, he was awesome in this movie. Um, I didn't... Okay, that, that's the other thing I didn't like. It's coming back to me. I didn't like how his eye patch was pretty much taken away. Um, and then, um, and then, um, uh, Rocket gives him an eye that he stole from this planet. I think it was Xandus or something like that. 
let's just have a look see here. What planet was it? What planet was it? Here we go. He gives him a new cybernetic eye. And I just, I don't know. I liked him with the eye patch. I liked him as the space pirate. <laughs> it, it, it was just weird. It, like, to take his eye out, give him the eye patch, and then give him a new eye straight away. I just I just didn't like that. I think it was a waste of time, really. So why take his eye out and fill Ragnarok when you're just going to just pretty much go back on that and then give him a new eye in Infinity War? I thought it was cool with the eye patch, and I think he could have done with the eye patch. I know he needs to see, but... Um, yeah, I, I get that he needs to see. But, um, I thought that was, yeah. I thought, I, I just didn't think he needed that. Um, I forget that place was called again. Um, Rocket. Where did he get the eye from? I'm just gonna, I'm just looking it up at the moment. Anyway. I don't know what planet it's called. It's got like something to do with like it ends with dust or something like that. So I don't know. I'm not going to get into it because I, uh, yeah, it's really going to waste some time. We're already half an hour in. It's really going to waste some time. So I just didn't like that. That was kind of um, pretty much thrown away. Like he's so why waste time pe- taking his eye out in Ragnarok when you're just going to replace it in Infinity War with a new eye, a cyber eye. So I, I don't know. I liked him with the eye patch. And I think he would have looked even more badass with Stormbreaker in the eye patch. That's just me. So, um, then pretty much we've we've got uh, Stark when Drax meet up with when Drax uh, Mantis and Star Lord Peter Quill meet up with Iron Man, um, Doctor Strange and Peter Parker in that ship and have a little, little bit of an exchange, and then you have those that great line. Um, Where's Gamora? Who's Gamora? Why Gamora? Um, look, that was... It was funny. That was pretty funny, but... Um, I think that was just a reason just to have Drax say something funny. Um, and it just it just didn't make any sense. But I guess it's funny because Drax doesn't make sense a lot of the time. He's very naive and he's very... Um, not very intelligent. So I, I guess that was just a play on his intelligence, really. To have that humor come across. Um, another scene. Oh yeah, one of my, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is also when they're fighting Thanos on Titan, and Star Lord is jumping on Doctor Strange's kind of platforms that he creates, and then he does that thing where he puts the bomb on his back, and then he flip, he jumps back and gives him the finger, and then he jumps back into a portal. I thought it was fucking epic. Love that scene. It's not even a scene; it's just a moment, and I just loved it. I loved it. I think it's like my. Even my number one or top two, top two maybe, of the of the movie. Fucking loved that. Fucking loved it. Loved it. I also loved when they went to um, Voromir. When Thanos and Gamora went to Voromir, we had a Red Skull reveal, which is cool. Um, he's no longer been played by uh, Hugo Weaving. He's been played by Ross Marquand, I believe. Is that his name, Marquand? Um, he's like the guy who does the impressions. Um, he's from The Walking Dead. And he has like, a ton of impressions. So he is now Red Skull. And uh, I thought... See, at first when I went when I entered Voromir, I thought that he was deaf. I thought that was deaf. And I thought they were going to go down that storyline of Thanos trying to impress death by doing this. And that was his... He has it, That's his love for death. Um, but no, it's Red Skull. <laughs> Red Skull's been banished to space. Um... Don't know about Banish, but like he's in space, and this is where he's he is. He's in Voromir. He's where the Soul Stone is, and that's where we find out. We finally know where the Soul Stone is because he's been looking for the Soul Stone, and we finally find out where it is. Gamora has hit it on this planet, and she has a map, and she's hit it on this planet. And then when they go to the planet, um, this is also one of my favorite scenes. Was Gamora's death scene? Um, sad to see her go, but I guess it had to happen. But it. There's so much things to unpack with that scene because you never really thought Thanos cared about Gamora. 
And then even Gamora makes fun of that when he says a soul for a soul. So to sacrifice someone, to get the soul stone, you need to sacrifice someone and sacrifice someone you love. And then Gamora has that realization where it's like, well, you don't love anyone. You don't have a love for anyone. So you're not going to get what you deserve. Well, not what we deserve, but like what you want. Sorry, that was a poor choice of words. Uh, what you want and then when he has that single tear I was just thinking wait what and then even and then it's like Gamora and the audience realize at the same time that Thanos actually has a love for Gamora uh, more than Nebula really because it doesn't really he tried to rip Nebula apart and that's why Nebula has so many mechanical parts because I think it was he took limbs off Nebula because he made them fight and he took limbs off Nebula if she lost I think that's I think that's right that's why Nebula has so much um, robot parts. But then he has that tear, and then she's like, no, no. And then you're like, holy shit, he cares about Gamora. He loves Gamora. Like, I, I had that, I had that moment. I had that, oh, fuck, moment. I sat there with my mouth open. I was just like, oh, oh, sh- oh, shit. And then he just grabs her. She's battling. She's like grabbing at his hands. And then he just chucks her off the cliff and she lands fucking on the floor. And that was... It's just such a, a very emotional scene. I didn't think this movie was going to have so much emotion in it, really. Um, and especially from the villain as well. I didn't think this movie would have so much emotion in it. I didn't think I'd come close to tears. No Marvel movie has brought me close to tears. But I came close to tears there in Gamora's death scene. And I came close to tears with um, Peter Parker's supposedly death scene. Um, So he was only really... I wasn't really impacted by the end when we lost all those people. We lost the Chala. Um... Bucky, uh, Falcon, Peter Parker, Doctor Strange. We lost all these people. Um, But I guess that's what had to happen. Because seeing this happen, I know that Black Panther, there's going to be a second Black Panther movie, and I know there's going to be a second Spider-Man Homecoming, or at least a Spider-Man 2 with, um, there's a plane going over. wait for a second in the film industry we call that a flight flight path (laughs) Um, so I know there's going to be a movie out of those and I know they wouldn't just kill those characters off because of such I mean now Black Panther being a billion dollar movie they're not going to (laughs) just they're not going to do that so I wasn't really impacted that much because I don't know um, I know they're going to come back somehow. Something's going to happen with the time stone. That's just my theory. One of my theories is the time stone is going to be playing a massive part in it. And Doctor Strange, especially with those, he saw 14 million outcomes, and only one is where they win. And I'm guessing that's how they. That's how they. Um, they, what the one that went went through is the outcome where he saw they won is what we obviously kind of, I'm guessing what we saw the movie carry out pretty much but I, I don't know if that was how um, Peter Quill when he fucked that up when he started punching him and they tried to get that gauntlet off but then again I didn't see Doctor Strange do shit during that scene so maybe he saw that happening so I don't know it, it's, it's all too peculiar um, if that if we're just going to lose all those guys all those heroes are they going to come back they're going to be back um, but in what way but that doesn't um, doesn't rule out the actual permanent deaths that we have with Heimdall Loki and Gamora and Vision Vision's death didn't really again didn't really hit me that much because I don't really 
Vision's boring to me. I don't find him very interesting. Paul Bettany's a fantastic actor, but villain Vision is just I don't know. I don't get him. I didn't like him. I didn't. I don't buy the romance with Scarlet Witch either. Yeah, that's just me. By the way, love Scarlet Witch's scenes. Love her fight scenes. Love the scene where she takes out everybody with her blast, and then Okoye says, "Why was she up there the whole time?" <laughs> I thought that was really cool. So those scenes are great. And then she has to kill Vision. Thanos comes by, just fucking knocks everyone like they're fucking nothing. And then reverses time, has to, and just fucking just destroys him. Just fucking just does it with one hit. Pulls it out of his head, decimates him, and she has to watch it twice. So traumatizing for um, Wanda. Uh, so I thought that scene was good as well, but... Again, I wasn't really impacted that much, but I liked how it was done. I'll say that. Right, now that we got most things out of the way, um, I want to talk about Thanos. Because Thanos is fucking awesome. Um, I think I think he's my favourite Marvel villain. Um, now. Now I haven't really read the I haven't read the read the comics, I haven't read the Infinity War comic, I haven't read Thanos' Quest, I haven't read all the other Thanos um, comics. Thanos is fucking amazing. I love Thanos. They nailed him here. Um, he is the best, in my opinion, he's the best Marvel villain. Um, like, alongside, Loki's really good too, and Killmonger, but I think Thanos is just the best villain villain. Like, as soon as he's on screen, I felt threatened. Like, I was just like, oh shit, like, everyone's in trouble. First of all, he takes on the Hulk. Doesn't... Like he's nothing. Like he's nothing. Snaps Loki's neck right in front of Thor. And then you're like, oh shit, things happen. Things are going to go down. And of course, you've got your alien spaceships and everything, and you're thinking like, oh, is this fucking blue beam in the sky? No. This dude has... This dude has a past, and he has development throughout this movie. This shouldn't be Avengers Infinity War. This should be Thanos' story or something like that, because this is easily Thanos' movie. And he gets the most screen time. And I love that. I love that they said, no, this is this is not the about the heroes. This is about Thanos. This is about his road to victory, pretty much. He wins. He wins. The end shot of the movie is the villain winning. And how ballsy you got to be to do that. To have all these beloved characters that everybody has seen all these, all these years. You've got children, adults, old people. Senior citizens, I guess, and old people. Um, people that have loved these movies for over these years, and then you've... And even newcomers. And that you have the villain winning. The villain sits on a like an, in a farm shed, watching the sun sunset, smiling. Oh my god. And then instead of the Avengers will return, which is what they usually have, it says Thanos will return. So I thought that was really awesome. They really know, the Rizzoers know that this is Thanos' movie and they give him the most um, depth, development, and characterization, really. Um, which is pretty much the same thing. But throughout this whole movie, you find out he cries a lot, dude. <laughs> he cries more than I would, would expect from a villain. Um... But he's also just this force to be reckoned with. Like, he's just this mountain that cannot be moved. He is... Like, the Hulk can take on Surtur, but the Hulk can't take on Thanos because he is the he is the mad titan. He is the, the ultimate threat to the universe. I love this stuff with Gamora. Um, I just love Josh Brolin's... Uh, it, it also goes to Josh Brolin's acting. Like, it's, it's just phenomenal. Like to bring this character to life and make people care about this character so much, you've got to give all the credit to the Russo brothers and Josh Nolan, um, Josh Brolin. Fucking great performance, and and the CGI. Now the CGI I noticed a few times was a there's a few times where I noticed it was a bit shitty, um, where they kind of just went, all right, we'll finish that shot. We're gonna do some more stuff. We ain't got the time for that. Um, there was two times where I noticed it. It was, an, okay, it was three times, actually. There was... There was a, sometime on Titan, I think I saw it. And the, the, the first time I saw it was... He was... Uh, when he had Loki in... In 
up in his arms and the screen kind of flashed a bit and it kind of like and like Thanos' character model was just like kind of like glitched a bit I saw that I noticed that um, so I, yeah that, that really stood out to me and then the last time I saw it was oh my god it was actually like the most noticeable thing um, was when you had Bruce Banner in the Hulkbuster um, suit and then the head pops off and then you just see his tiny head with the Hulkbuster suit I thought that was laughable um, like that was laughably noticeable holy shit I don't know how they looked at that shot and just went oh that looks great uh, that was like yeah that's like you can tell that it's went no put my ruffle over in as a green screen and then yeah it was just so noticeable I didn't think there would be a shot like that in Avengers Infinity War and there is I was like wow but that was that was just a small complaint um, and back to Thanos like he's just he's just the he's just the best villain I understand his motivation when he kills people he doesn't do it out of he just wants to kill them he's a madman but he doesn't want to kill them because he just wants to he wants to kill them because he's giving them mercy and he knows exactly what he wants to do and his goal is simple he just wants to balance life in the universe by destroying half of the population and having the other and having the other half like live in harmony because of resources and um, overpopulation, and that's his whole kind of thing. He, what happened on Titan was there was overpopulation and the resources were scarce and people died, and he saw that and he was like, "Well, this is going to happen to everybody, so why not just fucking quicken the process?" And then with a snap of my fingers, balance all life in the universe. And that was yeah, that was just. Thanos is fucking awesome. I, I just like my favorite part of the movie is Thanos, and it's his movie. I just loved it. I just loved that it was. It's his movie. He's given all the attention, most of the attention, I'd say. And the Rooster Robbers, and uh, you know, they understood that, and I loved it. And I loved it. I just, it's such a small thing, but that title card where it says Thanos will return. It's like, no, this is his fucking movie, man. This is not the Avengers. It's for it's. It's from his point of view, it's his film. So that really, really impressed me. Um, so, yeah, um, overall, I thought it was a, a quite enjoyable experience, more than enjoyable, really. Um, it lived up to the hype. It maybe went over the hype a bit, like I was actually more than the hype, more than I expected. Um, especially with Thanos. Like, I thought Thanos was going to be this kind of big hulking big figure like I'm going to take over the world he's not he's given so much characterization and that's what I loved about it Um, it really was at the hype and it's one of my favorite MCU films not my favorite my favorite is still Ragnarok Um, but it's easily up there it's it's a very very it's a blast of a time and and it's an event to be witnessed I think by every Marvel fan and if like I'm I'm kind of speaking bullshit right now because most Marvel fans or every Marvel fan wants to see this movie. We've been waiting this movie for, for ten years, so I've, I've, I'm guessing everybody's gone out and seen it. <laughs> but if you haven't seen it, um, and you want to avoid spoilers, like spoilers are everywhere, man. So you, you've got to like really you've got to pick up the pace, like get some pocket money off mom, off dad, or or save up if you're like a person like me, like save up for a bit and then go and see it. Go and watch it soon because it's going to be spoiled for you very soon. And if you don't see it, you're going to be like kind of, I don't want, I don't want to say you're going to have FOMO or um, if you don't want FOMO is fear of missing out. Um, or you're going to be like kind of left in the dust. But this is a movie that I think you need to see very, very quickly because Unlike Black Panther or Saw Ragnarok, this is has a lot of it has a lot in it, and it's going to be talked about for a long time until the next one, really, and until Captain Marvel and when that comes out next year. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, it's going to be talked about for a while, even when Ant Man and the Wasp is out. This is going to be talked about for a while, and the events and the fallout of this movie is going to be discussed for 
probably in the next upcoming weeks. So go out and see it if you're a Marvel fan. Just fucking see it. I'm, I want to see it again, but again, I don't have an, um, that much money to go out and just see, keep seeing movies because I want to see um, some new releases. I want to see Tully next week because that comes out, uh, I think, next week. But um, I don't know. I might even skip that and just watch Infinity, Infinity War again because I think I do need to watch it again to see, to, to maybe pick up more stuff and understand things and more on, on another level, really. Because it's one of those films where you need to watch it again to kind of really process everything that happens. It's a big one. It's a big film. All right. <clears throat> so before I end this podcast, I want to um, talk about the post-credit scene. I thought that was really fucking awesome. Loved it. I think it's one of the most relevant post-credit scenes in the MCU, um, especially dealing with the events of the of what we just witnessed and and kind of being a call for help, really, with Captain Marvel. So you get you've got Nick Fury and Agent Maria Hill in the car, and they're driving along, and then there's a car crash in front of them. Maria Hill gets out, she's pointing a gun, and she's like, "Oh no, there's no one, there's no one driving this vehicle." And then you see a helicopter come down, and then you see more car people car crashing. It was cars crashing, and then people just disintegrating, and then I I fuck, I love that. Like I love that you kind of saw the fallout of what of Thanos' finger snap did. Like, it didn't just erase heroes, it erased people as well. Like, it erased the population. Half of the population of the universe is gone. And you saw that. Like, that. W- that's what would happen. Cars would crash, trains would crash, helicopters would fall from the sky, planes would fall from the sky. And you saw that happen. I thought it was really cool. And then the final moments where you see Nick Fury disintegrate and you hear him say, motherfucker, didn't finish. He didn't say motherfucker, but he never. He, it was gonna happen. Like it's his signature phrase. Loved it. I think that was a, that was a, um, him saying motherfucker was really a toast to all the Sam Jackson fans and and uh, really him as well. <laughs> I think he wrote that. He went on the script and said, "All right, I'm gonna say motherfucker here." And the, the Rizzo Rivers are like, "All right." Um, but we need to cut it off because it's PG. We need to cater to all the audiences. Yeah, sure. So, and then you finally have, he has a pager, and then he presses the button, and the pager lands on the floor, and then you're like, what the fuck? I, thought was, I, I literally thought this was going to be Captain Marvel, or maybe an Adam Warlock um, post credit scene. But um, now it's ascending, then it's got like a star, and then Captain Marvel's thing comes up, and you're like, holy shit, Yes. Captain Marvel. Fucking alright, I'm ready. So, love the post credit scene. I thought it was really good. There's only one post credit scene. Um, there's only one. There's only one. There's not like five or six like in Guardians 2. There's one. <laughs> Normally there's like one after the credits and then another... Like, your normal number is two, but there's only one for Avengers Infinity War. So, that was cool. Right. Um, <clears throat> so before I go I want to discuss all the deaths I think um, as well as I don't know before I go but uh, I want to discuss the deaths and I want to discuss some theories so let's get to the deaths so we had permanent deaths everybody who died before the finger snap I believe is dead they're not coming back so we have Heimdall he got impaled. Loki got his neck snapped. Gamora got thrown off a cliff. And Vision was just fucking destroyed <laughs> by taking the Mind Stone out of his head. So he was dead. He just turns into this, this kind of like monochrome gray dude. He's just dead. Don't know if I'll bring him back. And then he just stays that monochrome. Don't know what happens there. Don't know how they're going to figure that out. But he's he's dead to me now. He's dead. So I think that everyone for the, for the finger snap, they're gone. They're not coming back. I think that everyone after the finger snap, um, they're kind of up in the air. They're either going to be dead or they're going to be brought back by some sort of something that could happen in the second part, which I'll get to in a minute. So our deaths by the finger snap were Bucky, T'Challa, Black Panther, Scarlet Witch, Wanda Maximoff, Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, 
Quill, Star-Lord, Drax, Mantis, Groot, Falcon, Agent Maria Hill, and Nick Fury. I think I think that's everyone. Again, I've only seen it once, so I didn't really catch every single person. Um, very surprised to see T'Challa go. Um, very surprised there. But uh, I heard that they actually filmed everybody's death scene. Um... They actually, they actually, they, they, um, they filmed everyone's. They filmed everyone's disintegrating kind of into the air death scene. So it's, it's like they could, it's like they picked, picked and chose. So weird. Um, but so it didn't really impact me that much. But Peter Parker's one really got me there. Like, sure, oh, shit, that was hard. <laughs> he's like, he's a kid. Like he, when he was just saying, like uh, I think it was like said. Oh, I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. Oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And he's like fucking hugging um, Tony. Dude, that was... Come on. If you if you weren't on the verge of tears, you're fucking lying. Holy shit. Or if, at least you, if, if you felt um, felt sadness. At least. Come on. That's a, that's a fucking kid, man. Right. So... I don't believe they're dead per se. They could probably come back in part two. Um, in some way or another with the original Avengers. Because it's funny because we're left with the original Avengers. All the new Avengers have taken out. And all the original Avengers. It's like kind of like come full circle since Avengers 1. It's kind of come full circle. We've ended with the original Avengers. So I thought that was really... I don't know. I noticed that. Um, and I think a lot of people did notice that it too. I thought it was really... Interesting to notice, I guess. <laughs> Not an interesting observation. Um, and so, these are some theories going around that I might talk about. Um, I won't get into too much, but there's a few theories going on. So, everybody that's died by the finger snap are trapped inside the soul stone. And the original Avengers need to sacrifice their life to save the new ones. Um, now, there's a pointer for this for me because Chris Evans' contract is going to end after Avengers 4, which is the part 2 to Infinity War, which is, again, don't know what it's going to be called. Um, yeah, I don't, know what, I don't know what it could be called. So, that's one of the theories. It could be true because the Soul Stone does have a soul, and if, um, I guess if... Captain America, Steve Rogers. Um, I guess he's really Steve Rogers now, isn't he? Because he's, he's the Nomad. Um, now he's not um, he's not really Captain America anymore. <laughs> um, I guess he could sacrifice his life to save maybe Bucky's, and then Bucky becomes the new Captain America. So I don't know what could happen there. So that's one theory. A second theory is that the killed heroes are trapped inside. The tiny realm, which is what we saw in Ant-Man. Um, again, don't know how true that could be. Um, that's a very... I think the most one I'm leaning towards is the Soulstone one. That could be very true. Um, and I'm guessing that to save all the killed people, uh, the original Avengers could use the Time Stone to turn back time. Somehow get that off Thanos. Turn back the Time Stone... And turn back time with the time stone and get everybody um, back. Don't know. <laughs> so with the post credit scene, I've just got some thoughts that since the Captain Marvel is taking place in the 1990s, is it going to be she coming from the past? Is it a bit of a time travel thing? Or is she up in space? Maybe she's like a bit of a Captain America thing when he's been frozen for like, I think it was 90 years. Um, and then she has been cryogenically frozen, I guess, or she's been in space. And then she's called from Nick Fury from space, which is really cool. Time travel adventure, I, I don't know, I wouldn't be too much on board with. I just don't really, I don't know, I don't think that it's really necessary. But uh, space, I could probably get with. And I just don't know what Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be about, because we don't really know much about it at the moment. And if it, is it going to take place... After Avengers Infinity War? Is it going to take place before Avengers Infinity War? Or at that time? At the time of Infinity War? Don't know. 
we don't know. I've, I I would have to believe that it would take place before Infinity War. Um, but there are some people who are saying that it could take place during the events of Infinity War, while Infinity War is going on. And we're probably going to get Hawkeye in that movie too. Like we got Hulk in Thor, we'll probably get Hawkeye in Ant-Man and the Wasp. And that comes out in July. We get Captain Marvel in 2019. I think it's March 2019. And then we get Avengers Infinity War Part 2 or Untitled in May 2019. And finally, I just want to go over what Part 2 possibly could be called. Um, where, uh, where are those titles? Where are those gosh darn titles? <laughs> There's a, there's a few pictures that I've seen that have possible um, have possible stones. Sorry, alternate um, titles. I'm looking at a picture of stone, that's why. Um, here we go. Let's just let's just look it up. Um, here we go. I like there's a few of these I do like. Um, so we, it could be called Avengers Disassembled. Eh, I don't, I don't know if I like the title that much, but I mean, it could be, could be. You never know. Um, it could be Avengers: The Infinity Gauntlet. Again, not a fan of that one. Avengers: The Thanos Initiative. I just no, I don't like that one either. Um. I don't like that one either. There's also one called Avengers and Secret Invasion. I just don't think they go with such a generic, generic title. Um, Avengers Alliance. Yeah, I just don't. Maybe not that one either. I don't think. Um, there's another one I saw as well. Avenge Us. Don't think they're going to go with that too. Do not think they're going to go with that. I'm trying to find my favourite one. Avengers Infinity Gauntlet was a good one. Secret Wars was one too, maybe. Avengers Secret Wars was one. Um, and then uh, there's... Oh, there was another one called the. It had to do with Thanos, something like that. Not too sure what it was called, but yeah, no. Okay, the one I do like though, the one I, that could be, I do like for a title, and I think it could be a cool title, is Avengers Endgame. I love that. I, well, I don't love it, but I, I think I would vote for that title out of all these other titles. I just think it's a really cool title, and I think it's a good... It could be a good um, finale. It sounds like a finale, Endgame. And it also links with what Doctor Strange said when he gave Thanos the Time Stone. He said to Tony, we're in the Endgame now. So, um, I think it's a a fitting title. I think it's a fitting title. And Avengers Endgame is a fitting title to um, the next one, I think. So, that's it, guys, about Avengers Infinity War. Um, maybe you've enjoyed this discussion. Maybe you like people talking to each other instead of one person talking to you. You know, it twitched their own, really. Did you enjoy Avengers Infinity War? Did you think it was one of the best Marvel movies ever? Did you love Thanos? Um, one of my favorite Thanos quotes was, was uh, I got it written on my board for today. Um, all of that for a drop of blood. Um, I thought that was really cool. So I've actually, so much so that I've got it written on my little whiteboard today that I um, write shit on. Um, yeah, so if you liked Avengers, I mean, let me know. Um, I'll be posting this up tonight on a cast box and uh, I'll be putting in a little Instagram post up as well. Did you enjoy Avengers? And are you looking forward to part two or Avengers Endgame? I'm just going to call it Avengers Endgame at the moment because I love that title. Um, The most fitting title. 
Are you looking forward to Ant-Man and the Wasp in July? Are you looking forward to Captain Marvel in March next year? There's a lot of shit going on. Um, I rewatched Ragnarok last night after I came back because I just wanted to. And I'm thinking about watching Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 tonight as well. To, I don't know. just felt like it. In a bit of a Marvel mood. Um, I might do so. So, uh, yeah, that'll do it. Um, on Thursday, I'm going to do a, another full-length one. Talking about every single movie that I've seen since Tomb Raider. It's going to be very quick. Um, not a very quick podcast, but I'm going to rat, rat them off very quickly because I've seen a lot of movies since Tomb Raider. Um, and I'll just pretty much talk about them very briefly and give them recommendations if I do recommend them to you. I'll also, I'll also capture you up on what I've been doing recently and the film that I'm currently... I will currently I've finished and I'm currently editing. So thanks for listening to this one. Um, go ahead and see Infinity War if you haven't yet. Tell me if you like it or not. Um, I'll leave something on Letterboxd, I think. Um, I recently updated that as well, so if you can go and check me out on Letterboxd, um, I'm kind of more active on that again after this kind of hiatus that I've taken. And uh, yeah, and if you, you can also check me out on my public Facebook page as well, Kyle Cruz. Not my personal one, uh, my Facebook one. My public one is me with, and with the helmet. Don't add my personal one because I'm not going to add you back. Um, <laughs> we're not all friends. Um, so you can go and check it out there. I'll probably post, I'll also post this up on, when I, as soon as I get this up on CastBox, that'll be going up on my public Facebook page as well, which is normally where I post it. And um, and uh, I'll let everyone know when Thursday is coming out. It'll possibly be recorded on Thursday or Friday. One of those things. Um, it's good to be back. And uh, I'll talk to you then. All right. Have a safe evening. Have a great next few days. And I'll see you then.